This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Up next on Plains FM, it's part three of Together Through Bread, a podcast series which explores making breads from around the world, supported with funding from the Office of Ethnic Communities. Did you bring your own apron? I did. Very nice. Yep. <laughs> I feel like we can start rolling. <clears throat> the nerves are a little on edge this time at the Phillipstown Hub because I'm not just watching and recording this bread workshop. This time I'm one of the tutors, along with my daughter, Lena. Although, to be fair, she's really the expert and I'm just the helper. Her specialty is Montreal bagels. So, here goes. Kia and welcome. Uh, this is the third uh, bread workshop and there's a few people who've been to the other ones as well. So welcome to those people again, nice to see you all and welcome to the people who are new to um, the Together Through Bread project. I didn't really know, um, know and I still don't know what a Montreal bagel is compared to a New York bagel. Would, would that be the battleground? <laughs> the battleground, yeah. the huge yeah. battle. Yeah. Huge yeah. Yeah. And so of course, but the, before that, they'll have a history, you know, from, I believe, maybe Poland, Germany, and mm-hmm. I read somewhere that, um, well, anyway, you could probably read a hundred different stories about where bagels come from and their history and things, and that's what's the beauty of bread. It's been around for so long, it has such a history, and it interconnections, it, it's just a, somebody does one thing slightly different, and it becomes a whole new bread and things, so um, I shall shut up, and I shall pass you over mm-hmm. to... Lena, just to introduce herself, she's leading this workshop. If you have any questions, <laughs> and you've all been really polite, and I can see the coffee is still full, so as yeah. soon as we finish talking, you can rush up and fill up, grab your bits, and then we'll get on with the bread. I'm in and out, keeping, we're going to try as an experiment to do the bagels in the bread oven, so we might have this as a backup, just in case that, that mm-hmm. cooks them too much or things. So I hope you all enjoy being um, guinea pigs and experimenting with us and things, and so thank you very much for coming along. Okay, thank you Simon. Kia ora. I'm Laura and this is my daughter, Lena. Hi. <laughs> and we lived for a number of years in a richly diverse multicultural neighborhood in Montreal. Our land landlords were Polish. Right across the street was a Greek Orthodox church with a beautiful shiny dome. Down the street was the Portuguese uh, food shop. Around the corner was one of the bagel shops, which we actually call the bagel factory because it was like a factory when you walked in there. It was our favorite place to be. So that started our love of bagels. And uh, it's been a family tradition trying to come up with bagel recipes. I'm not a very good baker at all. So actually, Lena was the one who sort of perfected the bagel recipe in our family. So it's a tradition that's going up. Still working on it. (laughs) From daughter to mother. (laughs) So um, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Lena, who is the master baker. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Thanks. I know, jeepers. It's still a work in progress, this bagel recipe. But um, yeah, 
Um, basically, yeah, I was born in Montreal, been making bagels for quite a few years. Um, I love baking bread, I love making different bagel, um, different flavors of bagels and things now too. So I think today we're going to go for, um, I don't know how many of you have had like bagels before, like North American bagels, like yes, yes, oh very good, very good. So you know you've got all the different flavors of toppings and things like that. So I think we'll try and go for some sesame ones, some poppy ones, some everything ones, which I like, yes! Um, and some jalapeno cheddar ones, we'll make one batch of those down the end there. And as we do this, you're going to notice that this is not just your average bread recipe, and this is what makes Montreal bagels a bit different. There's quite a lot of sugar in the dough. There's some egg, um, a bit of oil. But yeah, as we go, we'll just see. And feel free to ask questions and whatever. But yeah, maybe let's just get into it. We've got three groups of people now spread out down the tables, ready to make their bagel batches. Each table has a bag of high-grade flour, package of yeast, some sugar, an egg, some oil, salt, and malt extract. So we're going to start with three cups of warm water. A little warmer, a little warmer. Like it takes, it's got to be quite hot to really kill the yeast and that's the yes, only thing you don't want right, to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now we're going to add eight tablespoons of sugar. Sounds like a lot, but it's okay. If I believe you, do I believe you that it's half a cup? Should we just do half a cup? Eight tablespoons. Let's do it. This is the difference between the Montreal style bagels and the other, like the New York style, is it's a much sweeter dough. Then we're moving on to the oil. Also, we're making huge batches. It seems like a lot of, but you're about to put like nine cups of flour into there, so it's big. Six tablespoons of oil. And you guys can put in while you're waiting like the packet of yeast. Awesome. You're also going to put in a beaten egg, so you can beat that up, put that in. Another key Montreal bagel ingredient, malt. Two tablespoons of that. And then I always put in a little bit of flour in the initial yeast activation. I know a lot of bread recipes don't call for that, but it just helps like the sugars and the flours start breaking down and giving the yeast the right kind of, you know, sugars so they just get prepped for their um for their flour. I would put in two two of the cups of flour into this and then that's the yeast activation. Yeah, that's the way I always try and break up those little flour balls. Nice. Oh, this is looking good. If you were a little yeast living in there, wouldn't you just want to come to life? <laughs> I would. Now we leave the yeast mixture to activate for about 10 to 15 minutes. This is a good time to wave the flag. You know how both Aussies and Kiwis claim to make the best pavlova? Well, there's a similar rivalry between New York and Montreal bagels. I don't think I've ever tried a Montreal bagel. Really? New York bagel. The New York bagel. Okay, okay. I like the fact that... I don't know the difference. So how... So the difference... The major difference between the New York and the, um, and the Montreal bagel is the sweetness of the dough and the maltiness and that new, uh, Montreal bagels are boiled in honey water rather than just just plain water. But it's odd, you, always, you often put savory toppings on Montreal bagels and I never thought twice about the fact that like 
that, that it was such a sweet dough. I never really realized while I was eating them, they just taste so good. And you put, you know, smoked salmon and all these savory toppings on. Um, but I think it just goes to show that like kind of sweet breads with savory toppings are amazing. Like it tastes so good and it's something we don't really think of doing, but yeah. Cause yeah, this does have quite a bit of sugar in it. But. And the Montreal bagels are the bagels that um, get cooked in, in a wood fired oven. Oh. Yeah, traditionally. The other one, New York, not necessarily. No. But Montreal, absolutely. Having convinced the group of the superiority of Montreal bagels, we head out for a brief history of the communal pizza oven with Simon. So, I love it. We got a grant from the, um, the Rotary, which was a, like a neighborhood project where you could engage a ways of engaging with your community so an oven yeah. and food and warmth becomes a natural oh. and there is a lovely project from canada i don't think it's montreal though where they did it was called bread and soup and they just built a wood-fired oven in a park and it was actually a park that was often used by homeless people and of course once you've got a fire burning and you've got the smell of bread cooking and mm. soup it just people came and it, they didn't do any advertising people just found out about it mm. um so we built this, we had, I looked at videos on um, building them and they make them seem really simple, but I'm really glad we had a woman came down from Nelson who knows how to build these um, mm. cob ovens because there's some rules, um, as you said, there's no chimney on it and the chief, she was explaining that as long as the height here is like 60, not, within a few percent of the height of this, then you don't need a chimney. You just, the air gets drawn in here and the smoke, well, hmm. there's only really smoke once you start the fire for the first 20 minutes and things, or if you put a bit more wood on it or smoke again for a bit. She brought clay down with her because she knew the clay from Nelson, how that um, worked, mm. but, you know, there's plenty of clay around Canterbury <laughs> that you could use yeah. to build, and mixing it with straw, and then we had a group of children who came and they just loved that, just getting their feet <laughs> wet and um, mixing it in. And there is, someone said also, another really good way of doing it is to, if you happen to have some cows, is that you just put the straw down and the cow manure and the cows tamp it in over a season and then you've got it all mixed really lovely and the, the cow dung really makes it strong. So it's just a layer of um, <laughs> clay and then clay with straw and then we put an outside edge. But we're lucky we've got a roof over it because mm -hmm. I think you'd have to redo it every, every year if you had it out in the open and things. We head back inside now to finish making the dough, and we get our hands a bit dirty. Are we ready? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So yeah, there's like a there is a big foam on top there. As I mix that, you can kind of see. So so we're good. We're good. It looks pretty good. It looks even better than it did. It's funny, I, like it's it's like like microbes, right? They do that thing where they're kind of like growing, 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 and then it'll hit that exponential, and you'll just like in the space of a few minutes just see it go. Um, let's do it. So we've added two cups of flour already, and we're going to add another seven. But with this, I'd do like six, and then, you know, like with the last bit, you're slowly adding because you don't want to... You don't want to make it too much of a stiff dough, and if we haven't measured things precisely or whatever, so I'd say add six, and then with the last one, add it and see. And you might need more, you might need less. So yes, who wants to? There you go. And three teaspoons of salt. 
How many? Three. And you can add less. Apparently the like most traditional, traditional going way, way back Montreal bagels actually had no salt. How are you guys doing? Nice. Somebody is going to have to just get in there with their hands. So yeah, we don't want it too sticky, but then don't want it too stiff either. That's sweet spot. That's sweet spot. So bagels don't need that much kneading if you don't want to because they're a, a much denser dough. So the more you knead it, the more you're activating the gluten and the more it's going to create this nice fluffy dough. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't need that. Mm. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh, get the fingers in. Squishy, squishy. Oh, that's. Excellent. Oh yeah. A little bit of that underneath mm -hmm. there, Perfect. Oh, this is looking amazing. Bit more flour added, a little bit more kneading, and then we can add in the um, jalapenos and cheddar. Like fresh is best, you know. Like if you had actual ones, because the ones in the in the jars. Soggy. And soggy is the issue. So the first time I did it, I just like grabbed them out of the thing, minced them up, and put them in, and then they just create this soggy mess. And then your bagel dough is instantly super soggy. So I squeezed them out, and then I left them in paper towels, and then I chopped them, and then I went and squeezed them again. And yeah. So you don't want to. You're welcome. But yeah, if you actually had jalapenos, that would be. Yeah. Yes, I learned that the hard way. Don't <laughs> add soggy things no, into your yeah, bread. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the more cheese, I find the tastier, but also the the less they ha hold their shape, sort mm -hmm. of, when you're baking yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a trade-off. Yeah, like, yeah, do you want them to be really tasty and cheesy? <laughs> Maybe a little bit like flatter. The bagel dough is quite dense, you know. So like, you don't need all these like risings and you know to create all the all the gases and everything like that. And then these rises like here, and then once you form them into bagels, you you rise them again. But I often just just do those for like ten minutes or something. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we have another little waiting time. Roughly about ten minutes or so. It doesn't doesn't take too too long at this stage. So we'll let it puff up a wee bit, and then the fun starts after that. That's when we get to break it up and roll it into our little donut shapes. We've now got our dough in big bowls, with one reserved for the special jalapeno and cheddar variety. We spread a bit of oil over the top of the dough, and now they'll rise again for another 10 to 15 minutes. Just enough time for a cuppa and a few random chats. So what's your favorite kind of bread to bake normally? Well, we would be making sourdough. Oh, nice. But we have tried making bagels before. Oh, cool. Just that was nice recipe. Okay. We end up little, like little bundles okay. with a hole in the middle. With a hole in the middle, okay. Yeah. Okay. We make rolls, we make bread. And, and we find bagels are good because you can freeze them. Yeah, absolutely they do. So if you, I often will make like a huge batch, like one of these, slice them and then freeze them because then you can just take them out of the freezer, put them straight in the toaster. Toasted bagels are always the best, eh? Bagels are good for, um, you know, special occasion family get together because, uh, you know, they're kind of fun to make once you get into the rolling phase and putting it together and boiling it up and putting your toppings on it you know yeah. it's quite a fun family activity hanger is real like hanger, hanger is yeah. such oh, a yeah. real thing yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i can imagine anytime yeah. people go on diets i think it's just like steer clear i've never let them do their thing <laughs> tea break is done and the dough is now ready to roll this is the fun part we're aiming here for about 20 bagels per bowl. And with three bowls on the go, that's 60 bagels to prepare. 
I think we'll have to get both the indoor and outdoor ovens ready for action. I feel like we can start rolling if we want to. Um, there are two methods of rolling and you can just figure out which one you like best. So one is to get your piece of dough, make a little hole in the middle and then just go from there. I tend to use my like two fingers and just kind of get in there, roll it like that. So this way you don't have a join because the one like ill-fated thing that can happen when you're making bagels when you boil them is that if you have a dough join, it can just come apart in the water and then it looks super ugly. Not that that's an issue. Ugly bagels are great, but still tastes good. So, and actually the uglier the better really. Montreal bagels are generally pretty ugly. They have actually, Montre another difference between Montreal bagels and New York bagels is that the Montreal bagels have bigger holes. They're thinner and bigger. We're bigger holes. We're going for skinny, big hole. Yeah, because they're also going to obviously puff up, like in the rise and everything. So there's that method. I've made that very ugly. There you go. Very uh, ugly uh, bagel. Um, or you can roll it out into a rope. Then I would make a join. Really make sure that the join is very um, stuck together. Just give it a roll. Like I know you'll be thinking that's crazy. It's got a huge hole in the middle and like not that much bread going on, but I promise you it will rise. <laughs> so bagels are actually can be quite a fast thing to make. Like this is the most faffy part is like the, because all the rises, like in terms of beginning to like end when you're eating your bagels, like I've done it before just in the morning for breakfast because you don't need all those risings, yeah. While everyone is shaping their bagels, Lena prepares the toppings. Oh, so yep, poppy. I know so I just doing it. a plain poppy, a plain sesame. But yeah, to me, I actually never do plain poppy ones anymore myself because I think poppy seeds to me just get stuck in my teeth, and I think yeah. like I just, I just don't need it. Nice, and sesame tastes quite nice tastes when it's nice. when it's like toasted and mm, yeah. Um, anyone who wants to know what goes into everything bagel topping, I'm about to mix up a little batch of that. So I don't have garlic granules, which I would normally put in it too, but generally it's just a mixture of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, onion flakes, salt, and some garlic granules normally, but we're going we're going garlic free today. So I just made that this morning. I just I just made it up, but I. But hopefully it's smear like enough. <laughs> I mean, that's, I probably haven't had anything like that. So all I put in it was cream cheese, smoked salmon all chopped up, capers chopped up, some red onion chopped up, a little bit of like Maggie. I don't know if you ever use Maggie, like oh, this like stuff, the, like little seasoning, whatever. It's like a, it's like, or Worcestershire sauce or something like that. Tiny bit of like Tabasco sauce and then a little bit of lemon. Schmears are the best. The toppings are set aside, and it's time for the big boil-up. You need a large pot, but one that's not too deep. More wide to deep would be the best to maximize the surface area because we don't really want the bagels to be touching. But back to the expert. Um, so now I'm doing the other special Montreal bagel part, just real quickly, sorry. I'm adding honey to the water that we're going to boil it in. So we've got two pots of boiling water. Um, I'm adding a third of a cup of honey to each. Then that's going to get all sweet water and nice. And then I'm going to start 
um, boiling these, which I can feel have like risen a little. That must have been one of the first trays that we did. So I'll give it a go and um, you guys can see how it's done. I reckon we're ready to boil our first batch. So the reason I've got two pots boiling here is from something I learned um, by mistake which was making cheddar jalapeno bagels and then just thinking I can boil them in the same water as my other bagels. And then like it very soon becomes very cheesy and very chili-y and then the rest of your bagels don't quite taste how you want them. Is it a rolling boil? It's a, like, I generally have it at like a simmering rolling boil. And then I give them between 30 seconds and a minute on each side. So then you go in with your little middle spoon or whatever and just flip them over in there. You can just see I'm just, they hold their shape pretty well. I'm just like flip, flipping them over in here. And you can see they've risen in the, mm -hmm. in the pot too. Definitely try to drain off as much water as you possibly can. That's also why I'm putting them from here onto a plate rather than back onto the pan where I'm going to bake them because I really want them to kind of just drain off as much of this excess liquid as possible. So I'd leave these to, as you can see, they're just steaming. So they're getting a lot of that excess water off because I want them to be like very tacky um, and, and moist to then dip them into the toppings. So, and this is the really messy part. This is quite awesome. Actually, I'm going to put a bit more flour on the um, tray there. And yeah, you can oil your tray or actually normally put like polenta, polenta down. Yeah, makes it less kind of soggy and stuff. But anyway, they'll be right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's do an everything. So this is the reason I put these in bowls like this. You'll see it's just a little easier and they'll just stick everything quite nicely on there. <laughs> yeah, both sides. That's a contentious issue. You can do whatever you like, but I like the both sides. You guys can have a go doing whatever toppings you like. You saw how it's done. You just into those bowls. We've got bowls of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, and, of course, the popular everything mix set out on the table for the fun but messy part of the process, coating the bagels with as little or as much topping as you like. So it's boil the bagels, drain them on a plate, then they go into the toppings bowls. Next, we put the coated bagels on a baking tray that's lined with a bit of flour or polenta to prevent sticking while baking. Wow, that's a jumbo bagel. Good on whoever made that one. Woohoo! Oh, ho, ho. not only top and bottom, but round the edge. Nicely done. Very nice. Yeah, continue, continue. The only thing to try to do with them is, so they're still full of air, so is just to try to be delicate. Like if you pinch them or if you press them, they will compress and that might not come back. But what, what was your name? Ray. Ray, it's the Ray method. Yeah, I'm going to continue that on. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah that is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. It's time to bake the bagels. With 60 bagels to go, we've got both indoor and the pizza oven going flat out. Is the wood fire oven? Do you want to try? Yeah, with the first ones. Yeah, go out and give it a go. Like that is what is going to make them taste 
So good, the wood fire. In the oven, at what temperature would you bake them? <sighs> Again, I don't actually, at like 220, 220, something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So quite high at 400. Quite high. Okay. For generally about 10 so or 15 minutes, okay. something like that. I just do it until they're, yeah. until they're like brown, yeah. until they're, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> How's it going with the yeah. oven? Is well, this it's too hot at the moment. I'm not surprised. This yeah. would be that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we've got to start somewhere. Nice. Hey, those are looking good, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It tastes nice too. Mm. They make this, we aren't even giving it a time to rest. It should settle down for five minutes. Oh, it's so tasty. <laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh. Yummy. Oh. Is it quite different having it in the wood oven? Yeah. It just adds that, like, you get a bit of that smokiness or whatever on the outside. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, that is so much tastier. That tastes very authentic. And did they have a wood-fired oven where you bought them from? Yes. They do the, the places that make them in Montreal. That's partly what makes the Montreal bagels is that they're always done in a wood-fired oven. So how long in the standard oven? About 15 minutes, but really I just like, you know, you can kind of see how brown they are. You want them kind of brown. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of bagels. Like the jalapeno cheddar ones as well, because they got cheese in them. Yeah. They'll feel doughier. Okay. Um, Cook them a little longer, but also yeah. they just are going to be a bit like you kind of have to, more moisture and, stuff yeah. and you have to like let them cool. And I know yeah. we're not doing that. And so they're going to be like, when you um, properly let them let them cool for like 30 minutes or whatever, yeah, then it's real good. Those are so much softer than I yes. expected. Yeah, now that might just come from like potentially us overproofing them a little because I've done so many, so they had like too much time to rise before mm -hmm. I could boil them. But, oh, well, good. Well, that's a way to do that is just to let them proof a bit longer. Yeah. Waiting for the bagels to cook is an ideal time to share some bagel stories. Here's one that I found particularly interesting. Yeah. My brother's got a story, mum, block your ears, about when he used to live in Montreal and he'd go out, you know, at night and he'd be kind of stumbling home, like middle of the night and don't listen, mum. And, um, and the only places open were these Montreal bagel, you know, shops there that run 24 seven. And he'd like stumble in there. I love when he tells the story, he'd like stumble in. He'd just empty his pockets of whatever change he still had left that could be like 70 cents or something. And that would normally buy you one bagel, but they'd take pity on him and give him like a whole bag or something and he'd go home and then you know eat whatever like go to sleep and then he always says like I know it's been a good night when I wake up in the morning in a sea of sesame seeds in my bed <laughs> unblock your ears my brother <laughs> after a big night out <laughs> I was just reading when I that article on the Montreal bagels and using the wood fired up mm -hmm. and that they were talking about where the name came from and they said not bagel, but something very similar. It means stirrup in German. Because they yeah. thought somebody Boy Boigel. Yeah, loved. Boiget. Boiget. But then there was another one that said that they thought it was to do with women being pregnant as a sort of fertility thing mm -hmm. in Poland and stuff. So yeah, yeah. There's probably many other stories. Yeah, there are many stories. Yeah. The one that I um, know about or have read about is it were bagels were given to women after childbirth. Right. Yeah. 
back in 1610. Yeah, that, yeah so that predated the one they were talking about with the, the German one. I guess there's a few people who claim that the bread was, they invented it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is there a particular reason bagels are like that yeah. shape? Well, there are, there are, yeah, there are theories around that. One theory is that it was given to women, Jewish women, um, after childbirth, and so it was representing a circle of fertility. Yeah. And the name, another, another theory I've heard is that the name comes from an old German word, um, meaning ring. Yeah. Yeah. But they say that having um, the bagel shape makes it easier for uh, consistency for baking as well. Like because you're increasing the surface area. Yeah. Yeah. So easier to fish out as well because there's like a you know. And and for when it rises as well. You know how sometimes with bread when you cook it, you've got like bits that have risen that cook puff up more than others, whereas with bagels, it's more evenly distributed. Yeah. Finally, after a few hours of mixing and rising, shaping and rising, boiling and topping and baking, it's time for tasting. Kia tako whanau, me nehoa, me te kai, ki ora. I think we need to do a little comparison of the. Um, this one, your mum thought it was a bit that maybe it just needed a bit more <laughs> in there. Oh, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, maybe they're the bigger ones. Yeah, they're so they're gonna the they're gonna be soft. Yeah. See this is see the difference with the wood fired. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, with they, these two, like they they're. They have a harder exterior, yes. like that's what you want. Yeah. That's what I think I can never get in the oven. Right. That's what the wood fire yes. also adds, yeah. yeah. Mm. How are they going? Yeah, tasty? Oh, nice. Is this a wood fired one or the oh, no, oven? Oh, I'll try a little bit there. Thank you. The wood fire one. Oh, cheese. Mmm. Your first taste. Oh my god, you need more. You're not letting anyone have any. You're like, mm. oh, you're letting them cool. You're so good. Um, I don't know. They'll probably be a bit doughy anyway. Like, I don't know. Just yeah, whatever you think. You could obviously freeze them now. Yeah. Have them later. Could you freeze from boil? and then cook them later. Ooh, I've never tried. We're just thinking they're so lovely coming straight from the... Versus if you freeze them, they'll probably have to be toasted. But then they're so good from the toaster. Like I would even right now with these, I would at home cut them and then toast them, even though they're fresh out of the oven. I just like like somehow I love that inner toasted. Oh my God, you better get in there. Jeepers. Oh, how are these going in the oven? Oh, I'm going to have to take a picture of this. This looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. This looks amazing. Is anybody interested in comparing a bit of the wood-fired one? It's way better. And you just get the... So it's crunchier. It's got the right texture on the outside, which should be a bit more... Yeah. Which you just can't really get in the oven with them. And um, 
It's just got the right texture too. Like wood fired is pretty key for Montreal bagels. Have you had a bit from the oven? Next level. Yeah. It brings out those seed flavors. Absolutely. So, it's a tiny bit of salt and everything. That's pretty good, eh? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna build a pizza oven. It's got to be done. Mm. And did you find the wood fired pizza was just that much yes. better, or yes. yeah, oh, yes. yeah, the wood fired yeah, oven? Sure we were just talking about it. Of what should have a wood fire oven just for that? Just for bagels, I know. But then you, yeah, this is true. This is true. Actually, you could you could come and use this one and just make a ton of bagels and freeze them. And then freeze them. So how do they taste? Amazing. That schmear is amazing. Mm. Yeah, you like them? Oh, great. You can see why the Montrealers get a bit obsessed and it's like a massive cultural thing for them. They're just like, don't touch my bagels. Yeah, you like it? <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much, guys. That was awesome, and you were such a great help. <laughs> yeah, good old mum. She volunteered me for this, actually. She's like, we're doing this bread because you, yeah, work at Plains FM, the community radio station here, and was like, doing this bread thing, but we've got nothing from North America. Lena, come and make your bagels. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> sure. So I think it's time for a debrief. That was quite a session. 60 bagels. A crowd of about 25. Actually, it was 30. It was supposed to be 25. But 30 showed up. Such is the interest for bagels. Montreal bagels. I think we convinced them, don't you, Lena, that Montreal bagels are the best? Superiority? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're not the only ones that are incredibly proud of our Montreal bagels. There are a few other funny stories. Um, the fact that they've been to space. Montreal bagels have been in space. Explain <laughs> how that happened. So I think, as far as I know, there was an astronaut from Montreal who was allowed to take one food, any food of his choice, up to the International Space Station with him. And he said, I need two dozen Montreal bagels. And so he went out with his little paper bags of bagels into space. I think that's the ultimate testimonial. Right? <laughs> Many thanks to Lena for being a good sport and sharing her bagel-making skills. Thanks to Lottie from the Canterbury Workers Education Association and Simon from A Communal Loaf for helping coordinate this workshop. Thanks to everyone who came along to learn. Many thanks to the Office of Ethnic Communities for funding this project. And of course, thanks to you for listening. The written bagel recipe is available on the Together Through Bread Facebook page or contact us at Plains FM. Podcasts of all of our bread workshops are available on the Plains FM website. Search Together Through Bread. Mm-hmm.